Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the review, review podcast that will slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a thing. And as it's April, aka WrestleMania month, I thought I'd do movies with wrestlers in them. Or as I'm calling this thing, WrestleMania. Tonight's movie, I searched the very bowels of B-movie hell and found an actor with more stinkers to his name than anyone else. Who is that person I hear you ask? Why, Hulk Hogan! Yes folks, Hollywood Hogan. The immortal Hulk Hogan, the Hulkster himself, brother. I'm not doing the ones you're probably thinking of, however. Mr. Nanny, Secret Agent Club, Suburban Commando, Thunder in Paradise, or even his complete stinker, an old bard. No, I'm going deeper into the B-movie bowels of hell. I'm doing Shadow Warriors Assault on Devil's Island. Yeah, I never heard of it either. Until I typed in the bad movies with wrestlers in them into Google and up this one popped. From 1997, which I'm guessing was a failed TV pilot turned movie. Uh, to me, this feels like a mix of the A-team with Rambo and a dash of 80s action movie cheese. Does that sound like a good mix to you? Well, tough, I'm covering it anyway. With its unknown budget, this thing pulled on unknown. Starring Hulk Hogan, Carl Weathers, Shannon Tweed, Billy Draco and Martin Cove. Written by John Kassar. The plot. A small group of Navy SEALs are chosen to rescue a group of gymnastics. Um, gymnastic? Gymnastics team kidnapped by a drug overlords. Can this group save the horses before it's too late? Find out here. That was a shitty plot. Anyway, before I dive into this, I want to talk about the one piece of information I found on this. That in 1997, WCW, led by Eric Bischoff, told viewers of N- sorry, NWO, WCW Nitro to watch this as it aired to see Hollywood Hogan sign a contract to take on Sting at that year's Starcade. Uh, he stated, if there's does better than a 4.0 rating, TNT would make this into a TV show. It pulled in 4.2, but no TV show came of it, only a sequel two years later. After the logos of movie studios I have never even heard of, the movie opens up on Mike McBride. Really? Mike McBride? So Hero McHero can be picked here? Played by the mortal Hulk Hogan, as he does some midnight martial arts by a campfire? Okay then. I've got to say, the wig he's wearing here is bad. Think Stallone in Rambo 3. Uh, also, he has this weird back tattoo, which he ne- never actually explains what the hell it is, but moving the hell right on. Up pops the titles, and suddenly Hogan goes into Kill Overload as he starts throwing knives around willy nilly and then diving around like a flea in a hot plate. After three minutes of this hilarity, uh, we see shots of a private plane, sorry, a plane rather, and under it is Operation Longbow, which is fugitive recovery and stopping drugs to get in and out of the country. Okay. In the back of this plane is the rest of his men asleep. So Hogan checks out his tech support who tell him they're making good time and whether it's on their side. Think Predator here or Expendables or any action movie with a score of men in a plane waiting to jump out. Oh, you pretty much got this one. In fact, think 80s action movie and this is basically it. In the squad is Roy, sorry, Ray 
There's no right first name. Roy Brown, played by Carol Weathers. And what the hell are you doing here? A decade after Predator. You know, I'm half expecting Jesse Ventura to spit out a bad one-liner about dinosaurs any fucking second. Basically, I'm saying here, if you've seen any action movie of the 80s, and you've seen this one, anywho, Hogan has a goat him for not meditating and training night before, saying he needs to be more warrior and less party animal. Okay then. Can we get on with this already? This force buddy buddy shit is making me feel nauseous. I mean, ugh. Weathers asks Hogan why he's not happy. So he tells him, yes, you have guessed it. He has a bad feeling about this. And God, how cheesy can this bloody thing get? Cut to bad gay, uh, bad gay? Bad guy HQ in some jungle and a huge power of powdered sugar. That's supposed to be cocaine. As we meet Hunter Wiley. Played by Shannon Tweed of, well, pretty much every single softcore fucking erotic action thriller of the 90s. She's playing a hard-as-nailed chick. Okay, then. Also here we meet bad guy Carlos Galindo, played by Billy Drago. Think talking bad guy, and here we have it. He's trying to sell cocaine to Tweed. She wants a 100% money-back guarantee that if her cocaine is seized, she'll get her money back. Lady, this ain't fucking a supermarket. You're not buying a bag of toys, potatoes even. You're buying cocaine. Jesus Christ. He seduces her, of course. She being Sharon Tweed gets her tits out because it's a family movie. <sighs> and this movie has the ball strip of Goldeneye as Tweed on a tops the bad guy. Back to Hogan because that's what every horny teenager in the mid-90s wanted to see after a pair of tits, an orange tit, uh, as his team arm up. Now wait, one of the squaddies pulls out a deck of tarot cards and tells the guys to pick their fate. Who the fuck wrote this shit? Just looked it up, it's the same guy that wrote Baywatch and Thunder and Pirates, so you know you're in good hands. Hogan goes apeshit as he picks the death card, except the death card at tarot doesn't necessarily mean death, it means the end of a relationship or interest. Mm. I take it the guy had a little body research then. On that, the old jump off the plane, it's a halo jump straight into the ocean below. Now on the ground, the team spread out and indeed split up. Just like in Predator, if Predator had a buck fifty budget and was filmed on iPhone, also written by a nine year old boy. At the bad guy's house, yes, you've guessed it's a huge white house with a large pool because stereotypical fucking bad guy house 101. Hogan plus his squad check out the place. Meanwhile, at an airstrip, Weathers and his men check that one out. The bad guy is home, so they wait for the fireworks before they take him out. Weathers Plants C4, as his men worry this is all too easy. As back at the bad guy's home, Hogan takes out the one inept guard and is about to get his man when Tweed goes outside to take a dip in the pool. This distracts Hogan's men, as inside, Hogan is double-crossed by his own man. He is Franker, played by Trevor Goddard. He played Kano in Mortal Kombat 1995. As back at the landing strip, it's a trap! As Weathers and his men are almost blown up. Cue some super slow-mo diving away from the explosion, as you do. Hogan's men are then quickly taken out by a gardener and a butler back at the bad guy HQ. 
Wither's men are next. It's an ambush! Luckily, these guys went to the same school as the fucking Stormtroopers did in Star Wars, as they can't shoot for shit, as Wither's is only about a foot away from them with no cover, and they still miss him. Wither's don't stand for no fucking ambush bullshit, so he pulls out his handy dandy minigun and mows them all down. I mean, Jesus Christ, this is where the budget went. Everything explodes. He and his men barely get away, and I swear to God, I've seen better action in a 1984 fucking 18 episode for crying out loud as the bad guys all crash, but don't die. Yet, Hogan's men were all gunned down, you see blood splattering everywhere, but these bad guys seem to just explode and somersault in the air. Okay then, more explosions as Wither's men set off booby traps trying to get away. As back with Hogan, he gets his hands ass handed to him by Franker as Glendo gloats and monologues as he holds him at bay with a machete. He's out for revenge, blah blah blah, drug money, blah blah blah, diamonds, blah blah blah, buying off his third in command, blah blah blah. I swear to God, do these fucking villains go to Bond monologue fucking bad guy villain monologue school for crying out loud? Oh dear. <clears throat> Just as Hogan was about to lose his head, Tweed kicks into high gear and kicks ass, stopping Gillando from getting his final cut. Hogan and Tweed clean house as run for it. Withers mows the lawn as Hogan grabs Gillando and runs to the jungle. However, he stops to see his youngest man killed by Franker, who then gloats and cure revenge monologue by Hogan. Because, of course, this is a revenge monologue. I mean, Jesus Christ. You're in the middle of a gunfight, a firefight, and you're going to stop to do a monologue. At the beach, Tweed tells Hogan Gillando has underwater mini-subs so they can escape, as you do, and cue a Thunderball rip-off scene. One more like Never Never Again, done in a Baywatch budget. <laughs> As sharks attack, and when I say attack, I mean they gently push our noses into the bodies like puppies trying to look for trees. The rubber shark Hogan fights would make even George blush. I mean, Jesus crummies. As Hogan sticks a hand grenade in its mouth, Hogan bitch slaps it and it explodes. And I kid you not, I was on the floor howling with laughter. This is just fucking ridiculous. Now, topside and Duck with no rescue boats and three men bleeding out, they're fucked. Not to worry, however, Andy Powers, played by Martin Cove, shows up in a submarine to rescue them. Really, a fucking nuclear sub shows up out of absolutely nowhere to rescue them. Was this nine year old on fucking Riddle me wrote this thing for crying out loud? Get to an army base in Key West, Florida, where Galindo is handed over to the cops. And wait. Hogan is perfectly fine, bearing in mind a shark chewed his hand off not 30 seconds earlier. Anyway, Powers arrests Tweed, but she says she she was undercover for a team on Sting, and she's DAA. DAA, even. Weathers lands an next helicopter, which is full of the dead Navy SEALs, as Hogan looks on solemnly. I mean, a song he's can pull off in that ridiculous wig. Hogan then demands to return back to Bad Guy HQ to get the body of his dead seal back, but Cove says no, and surprise, surprise, Hogan goes rogue and takes Weathers and Tweed with him. It turns out Tweed left 
5 million dollars in DEA diamonds at the bad guy compound and she must retrieve them ASAP or her ass is on the line. Cut to Gundo talking to his lawyer in a jail cell as he tells him to contact Franker and get him to do anything to get him out at all costs. Meanwhile, on the Florida Keys, Hogan, who now has no injuries whatsoever, but I mean a shark chewed off his hand, but took a chunk out of his side, takes Tweed to his hidden compound. Here Hogan and Tweed bond as she awkwardly changes his bandages. So he is injured then. What is it? Is he injured or not? I mean, take your fucking pick movie. She changed tends to his shark bite, which looks more like a human one, but moving on, and she pulls out a shark tooth covered in ketchup, and then she sits and stitches him up, and Hogan no-sells this, because of course he does, he's Hulk bloody well Hogan. That night, as he sleeps, she snips finding his purple heart, and books on various warriors of the world. Cut to some gymnastic team being given a medal by a cruise liner company. Say what now? Franker kidnaps saying, why? And demands the US government return Galindo. Say what now? So this is your grand plan to get your boss back? Kidnap a gymnastics team? But nobody gives two shits about. That's a great plan right bloody well there. Anyway, Franker takes the gymnastics team to Devil's Island as Ransom. Think Fort Boyardee, only bigger. Two days later, Hogan's fever has lifted, so he's now well off to take on Franker and get the gymnastics team back. Karen. Tweed gives him a necklace she made from the shark tooth, saying, quote, Well, the tooth the shark that bit you, and you'll never be shark bait again, unquote. And here Hogan shows her his secret weapon room and the arm up. Hogan then shows Tweed his big gun, a 30 caliber browning. You made it a bloody gutter. It walks Weathers, and Hogan talks him into returning for Franker and get his revenge. But Weathers is, sit with me folks, tilt for this shit, and 30 days from retirement, because of course he is. Tweed then points out there's a 20% finder's fee on the diamonds, which she'll split if he helps. So it is now on. It's easy as that then, okay Cut to a Navy briefing room, as they're shown the ransom video from Franker. They have 24 hours to get Galindo there, or the Jurassic's team will be drowned. Of course, the US government don't negotiate with terrorists, so it's down to Hogan's three-man team. As back to Hogan, he demonstrates how to squeeze a coconut with one hand until it explodes. Okay. And he tries to get Tweed to do it, but too bad. Franker's men show up on an attack helicopter and shut up the place. So, you know it's on full-time, brother. Not what Mr. Nice Hogan. The copter lands, so Weather takes out two men with bullets, as Tweed does so with a blowpipe. And I swear to God, I was on the floor howling with laughter. This is just fucking ridiculous. She has a blowpipe and takes out two men, and Cardo Weathers has a fucking bolas and takes on two men. I wrote this crap, honest to God. Hogan, in the meanwhile, takes out the helicopter with a handed animal, so watch her as you do. And now it is on full time. Our montage, cue the 18 theme. <laughs> Power shows up. Wait a minute here, he's a major. He then, over still in the hand, he shows Hogan and company the ransom video. So with full naval support, in they go. 
He also hands over Chase, played by Christopher Douglas, and Derek, played by Mike White, as backup. So it's now a five-man team. Also told, if they're caught, the government will deny any knowledge of them. Now, what have I had that one before? <laughs> Moving on. Glendo is then placed on an armoured bus and taken to a private airstrip where he will be flown to Devil's Island. Kidding. Anyway, Powers gets Glendo to fly a seaplane straight to Devil's Island. Is that how that one works then? Okay. Meanwhile, Hogan's heroes, yeah, you know how to go with that one, head to Devil's Island underwater. And I'll take back, take back what I said earlier. This is Thunderball on a TV budget. Wait, hold a tick. The prisoners have a bomb in their cell, which will go off in one hour. A tad overkill, is that not? Hogan arrives at the underwater caves, because why not? Quickly takes out unnamed guards and then heads deeper inside. Because every bloody Bonville must have a bloody underwater lair for crying out loud. Glendo arrives on a seaplane, so Powers demands to see the hostages. Franklin threatens to throw one to their death to the sharks below. Hogan sees this, so takes out as many of Franker's men as humanly possible. Glendo, now, now landed, isn't pleased with Franker, and Powers is then captured and placed with the hostages. However, Hogan gets him free in seconds, then sends Chase to deal with the surface-to-air missiles Franker suddenly now has. I mean, where the fuck do you get surface-to-air missiles from? Moving on. I think the fort from Fallout 3, 4? No, I forgot four years. That's this Devil's Island thing looks like. Anyway, out of nowhere, Hogan gets his ass kicked by Franker's second in command. Meanwhile, Tweet uses her feminine charms to get the hostages free. And it's back to Hogan, who is still de- dealing with Franco's number one. Meanwhile, Powers takes pot shots at Franco, Franker rather, and Glendale's men. Who are all outgunned? I swear to God, there's about 52,000 men, and there's only two guys, but they're holding their own with bullets, uh, sorry, guns that need to be rearmed, re bullets. I mean, okay then. Finally, Hogan kills the number one. The bomb with the hostages is blown, and it takes a water pipe, so it's now flooding a cell. Because they're underwater for some reason. I have no idea what the fuck's happening. This scene is ridiculous. With the cell flooding, Weathers tries using C4 to blow the door off, but it's a metal door. So Weathers pulls out his money gun and blows apart the cell door. Bearing in mind, the hostages are only behind the door, so these bullets would be killing them also. Suddenly, the water pressure makes the door explode in all its wooden glory. Uh, is it wrong I wanted Hogan to I drop one of these bad guys? I mean, after dealing with Franker's Number one, Hogan abseils down the side of a wall and jumps into a speedboat to chase the seaplane, which can't take off for reasons. He then stops Franker from taking off by throwing the speedboat's anchor at the bottom of the seaplane. Why can't it take off? Meanwhile, Weathers blows up what's left of the budget as he blows up everything on Devil's Island. Back to Hogan. He's one-on-one with Franker on the speedboat. Just go with his fucking thing, it's nearly over. Hogan gets his ass handed to him until he hulks up and extinguishes Franker's life by hitting him overboard with fake signature to be eaten by sharks. Glendo is then taken in. Hogan gets his man. Tweet gets her diamonds back. Hold on a minute, she doesn't get her diamonds back. 
because Glendo has hidden the diamonds, so she's fucked. Anyway, Hogan quits the Navy, so does Weathers, who are is now 20 odd days from retirement, and team up to become Shadow Warriors as they all walk slowly and the fucking camera freeze frames. As credits roll. So, that was Shadow Warriors Assault on Devil's Island. A cheesy, by numbers, cheap, tacky, and overall dull, boring, wannabe 80s action movie. This is just utter shit, and I can see why it was was picked up to be a TV show. God almighty, if you think Thunder Pirates is bad, watch this. I'm going to give this thing a woefully pathetic 1 out of 10. Still, I don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's a Johnny's a Pod. And email me, move suggestions to Here's a Johnny's Reviews at a gmail.com. Also check out my franchise podcast of House, Resident Evil, Psycho, Omen, Underworld, and more. Also my solo podcast of They Live, The Fog, Hell Comes to Frog Town, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and many, many, many more. A bye. <laughs> and remember, I watch these bad movies so you don't have to. Now, I'll have to give the devil his due.